Hi. Hi. So our usual thing isn't working. So we're sort of like MacGyvering it, and I'm recording this with Robert on speakerphone. So that's why it sounds different than usual. It, I guess it should just sound like a like an episode when we have a guest on that doesn't live in New York. That's true. So I'm sorry you had to move out of New York. <laughs> I have eight things to talk about. Oh my god. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> okay, what is it? The gay gene. Did you read about this? Oh, I did. Th- I saw um, a tweet about it this morning. and was kind of like, okay. There's a new study. It's the largest study of same-sex sexual behavior. And it says that... I, I mean, okay, I skimmed the article. But... <laughs> so basically it says there is not one single gene that makes someone gay or bisexual it's many genes and also environmental factors and a lot of people or not a lot of people but like some lgbtq plus scientists like geneticists didn't want this study published because they think that it can easily be like misused by people who are homophobic who who are like being gay is like a product of your environment it's not science and so it it like you can be changed if you change your environment, you know? Mm-hmm. But they published it, and the New York Times article I read said, in a way, the range of opinions by scientists who also identify as LGBTQ underscores a central finding of the study. Sexuality is complicated. So, yeah, you heard it it's here just, first. But the argument to it will always be, like, if someone's like, oh, well, then you can just change your environment. It's like, cool, well, like, the environment that I grew up in is going to be wildly different than, like, someone's environment on the other side of the world in a completely different scenario than I grew up in. Yeah. So it's like, what like what are those environments? Maybe there are many. Maybe there's, like, there's no way to study that without studying the lives of every LGBT person on the planet. Totally. So glad to know all my genes are gay. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> and it's clearly not something that it's like, oh, it can only be passed down from a gay person. Because, like, my parents are straight. Right, yeah. We love science. We love science. Okay. <laughs> so, one, the VNAs happened. Oh, yeah. And your favorite, Lil Nas X. Yeah, again, not my favorite. <laughs> is now the first LGBT musician to ever win Song of the Year. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Everybody's a go, but it it usually goes to straight pop stars. This is like the first of hopefully many. I'm surprised Miley Cyrus hasn't won a VMA. I I don't think she has. I think maybe she's won like artist. Oh. Let me say Miley Cyrus VMA wins. She's won Song of the Summer and Power Anthem. Okay. And that's it, which is weird. Wow. But both of which were for Mother's Daughter. What is that? I've never heard that song. Me neither. Oh, it was this year. Oh. Oh, wow. She's only won VMAs this year. Wow. So then, secondly, also at the VMAs, I just think it's very funny that I'm sure that everybody already knows this, but John Travolta mistake it, or like mistook a drag yeah. queen for Taylor Swift. Yes. I, I think it's hilarious because I'm like, John Travolta was a drag queen in the Hairspray movie. <laughs> 
Um, to be fair, that drag queen did look a lot like Taylor Swift. She was also a white blonde woman, so... Yeah. Um, now I'm going to move to, I think, maybe the biggest news of the week. Disney, which we're not even going to talk about Disney+. Plus, But Disney... <laughs> announced that Elsa will not have a girlfriend in the new Frozen. No! What? But, but that she doesn't have a romantic interest at all in the movie. Okay. And that most of the movie is focused on, like, her past and why she has magic. Okay, uh, fine. Which, to me, doesn't say that she can't have a love interest. So then my other thing, I don't think that you know about, which will be interesting, and I was tentative to talk about it but i kind of like figured out my viewpoint on it did you hear about the old navy queer eye thing no i love old navy what happened okay so we're actually mad at old navy right now no oh god (laughs) but i'm wearing old navy pants right now well take them off (laughs) let me pull up the initial status okay so monet alberto posted who is that Uh, Well, listen, and you'll find out. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So she posted a Facebook status. She works at the Old Navy in City Center, Philadelphia, which I'm only saying and saying her full name because, like, this is viral and everybody already knows this. I'm not calling out someone that's trying to be hidden. So she posted a status that says, quote, so they were filming Queer Eye at my job, Old Navy in City Center, Philadelphia, and at my job... It's nothing but people of color. Most of us did an overnight to help make the store look beautiful. Today, for filming, they brought all of these workers from other stores around the region, from Westchester, Mount Ponca, and Detford, New Jersey, and they were all white. They had all of us standing in the back not to be seen while the other workers from other stores got to work on our floor like it's their store for the filming of the show so (laughs) wait so old navy did it or queer eye did it so that's where i was like oh i'm not going to talk about this in the podcast because it seems kind of messy and that like it's unclear but then old navy put out a statement (laughs) oh because this went viral and everybody was like like there's one tweet that says uh hashtag old navy forced poc workers from the floor and kept them out of sight for queer eye taping. They spent all night preparing the store only to sit in the back during filming the next day. Like this is racism and discrimination. And like, uh, people are commenting and are like, this is bullshit. And like, this is a like TV show that promotes acceptance, not accepting ethnic diversity, even though they claim the cast is and blah, blah, blah. Because clearly like when you think about it, if they're at old Navy, then that means that Tan France is probably doing something at old Navy, which is where it got confusing. Cause then I'm like, Okay, so you cleared the floor of all of your POC workers to have an incredibly famous POC star come in and film on your floor yeah. with white people? Like, I, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> so, Old Navy put out a statement and said, At Old Navy, we celebrate the diversity of our team and our customers and fostering an environment of inclusion and belonging. We were proud to work with the Queer Eye Show to film at our store in Philadelphia and to feature our local store manager on camera in the episode. We also worked with additional employees in the area to help ensure that the store ran seamlessly for customers as the location was open for business during filming. And we expect they may appear in background shots. These individuals are reflective of our diverse employee population. We would never select employees to participate or not based on race that is completely inaccurate and 
against the values we stand for as a company. So what I think happened okay. from my from my very limited view on this, right. and also I am white, Yes, um, is that Old Navy was like, we're going to keep the store open during filming, so we'll take the people that like actually work in the store and have them run the store as normally, and we'll bring in like our top employees from other stores who just, in their minds, happen to be white, but in like the minds of people in 2019 should have realized that they were all white. Yeah. And did that as like the filming staff that like were not actually working that day and were just kind of like background actors in a sense. Yeah, to be like, look, there are people who work at the store. Here they are in the background. Yeah, without distracting from like the actual Navy traffic. <laughs> right. And that it, it's just like a really terrible coincidence that it like caused this racial split on set. And then I was like, oh, this was not Queer Eyes doing. It was Old Navy's. Right. And then I was like, this is also not the first awful thing Old Navy's ever done. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, I think it's okay to talk. Because I love Queer Eye, even though I do acknowledge its faults. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. And now I'm like, oh, okay, it was Old Navy. So Old Navy, I assume, and I would like to think accidentally, did this terribly racist thing. Uh, well, I guess I'll take off my Old Navy pants. <laughs> this is what it's like to sex with Jay. <laughs> <laughs> So then I only have two other things. Okay. One of which, Demi Watch. Right, yes. Nothing really happened this week with her, and and I don't even think Kristen was on the screen except for, like, one shot where she was like, everybody's really dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, nothing. They sort of, like, I feel like now that they have Demi and Christian, they're sort of, like, just sort of leaving them aside and being like, do whatever you want. Because Demi doesn't get to be as sassy when she, like, actually has a love interest. Yeah. I started to realize that with mike this season where i'm like mike has not been on camera because he's just been with like this boring girl the whole time sydney and so there's no reason for him to be on camera unless he's like smiling and talking to the person whose drama is being highlighted right and so i'm like oh the same thing is happening with demi because she's with this potentially we don't really know her yet boring girlfriend (laughs) who like isn't a part of the show and they don't have drama anymore and like everything's fine so they only show Demi when she's talking to the person whose drama is being highlighted. Yeah, yeah. And also, not only is Christian, like, probably boring. No offense, Christian. God, now Demi will never be on the show. But <laughs> Christian, like, doesn't really know any of the drama. So she can't really comment on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, she wasn't there for the first couple weeks. So she doesn't know about the whole Blake thing. She doesn't know about, like, what's going on with Christina. She just, like, showed up to all these strangers on a TV show she's probably never watched. Yeah, she, and the other thing that we do have to remember is that she may be boring, but she's probably just a normal person where all of these people were selected because they have personalities for TV and that fit the the environment of the show. Exactly, yeah. So it's probably just like, what do you call it? Like a, almost like a literary foil, foil. Where it's like just a normal person next to an extreme person makes her look boring. Yeah. And she, I feel like the first couple weeks of Paradise is always where like the partying and the fun and like the, the like allure of Paradise happens. And now we're into the like sad drama of it. Right. Yeah. Where, where like everybody's drinking water. No one's really going in the beach. <laughs> like, it, it, like everybody wakes up and just cries. And Christian's probably walking around like, hey, guys. 
Yeah, like, what's happening? I thought we were on the beach. <laughs> yeah, we did get to see them kiss. We did. They kiss and all the time, and it's very... It's a lot for me. I also have a theory that Christian only brought, like, seven pieces of clothing, and they're all white. Yeah, yeah why is she only in white? I have no idea. Oh, also this week, we got the new rules. Oh, yeah, we got to see Demi give out a rose. Yeah, which I think is... I have okay. I only think that they're doing it this way because Chris, w- with Demi being the person that gives out the rose, because Christian is not on the show technically, like she's not a contestant. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, if this were to happen in the future, what would happen? Like if, if like, yeah, they'd actually God, have to consider. Like, if God forbid, get Demi and Christian break up, and they bring on like Demi and like another like bisexual contestant onto the show and then they both get together like what like what is their plan of action for this right and like even next like the next rose ceremony will demi still give out the rose or will it switch to christian because demi got to give out the first one i think probably it'll switch to christian i hope i hope that they let christian be like a member of what's going on yeah i'm still happy for them though me too and we just have to note that Demi's post credit scene was just Incredible. the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so good. Okay, so my last thing. Okay. It Chapter 2. Oh, are we not going to talk about the guy who came out as bisexual in the NFL? Oh, right. Okay, so we have some news from Penny Hunt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he's a former NFL player. Okay. Yeah, so Ryan O'Callaghan. Oh, so there, okay, so there are two pieces of news. Ryan O'Callaghan came out as bisexual. He's a former NFL player. He played for the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. So my favorite teams. And he said this week, every U.S. National Football League team has at least one gay or bisexual player, but they fear backlash for coming out, including losing sponsorships or even their place on the roster. He says, a lot of guys still see it as potentially having a negative impact on their career. That was sent to us by my mom. Thank you, mom. But then also, there's more NFL bisexual news, which is that Ryan Russell, who is a free agent, and I don't know what that means. Maybe it's like a football player, like a professional football player who doesn't have like an agent. So it says Ryan Russell has played in the NFL for three seasons, but when he suits up and takes the field for his next game day, he will be the first man to play in a regular season game who identifies as bisexual. Yeah. He played one oh, he played one year at the Cowboys and then two years at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, my favorite teams. He <laughs> He says he was afraid that if he came out as bisexual, it would be the end of his career. He says, I rationalized my fear because it was easy to convince myself that hiding who I was made the most sense. The competition is so stiff to stay in the league that any small mark can lead a front office to choose another guy for your job. Today, I have two goals. Returning to the NFL. Oh, so I guess he's not in the NFL right now. Returning to the NFL and living my life openly. These two objectives shouldn't be in conflict. But judging from the fact that there isn't a single openly LGBTQ player in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or the NHL. What's that? NHL. Uh, National Hockey League. National Hockey League. Brings me pause. I want to change that. He's not in the NFL right now because it's not football season. Oh. (laughs) I see. And so, like, do you know what the NFL draft is? It's where they all pick teams. Yeah, so, like, technically, players. he's, like, he doesn't have a contract. Oh, okay. So, like, in, I guess in the fall, he will then be, 
We're coming up soon. I don't know when it is, but it's soon. Yeah, well. That's so cool. And he's not white. Yeah, he looks like Michael B. Jordan, kind of. He looks kind of hot. <laughs> Lion Russell hot. Did, did you just call Ryan Russell hot? Yeah, I think he has a boyfriend. Oh. Well, I think he does. There's a picture of him with another guy on a beach. Ryan Russell boyfriend. Oh, I see this picture. But who is it? Okay, the article that I'm looking at doesn't even comment on the person in the picture. Yeah, are you looking at... Yes, it does. Russell also went public with his relationship with his boyfriend, who wrote of the NFL player on his Instagram page, quote, This man is the top headline on ESPN this morning for speaking his truth as a player in the NFL and as my boyfriend. I I couldn't be more proud. But who is the man? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but they're cute together. Doesn't he look like Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther? Maybe they yes. just have the same haircut. I also just text my brother, who's like a big NFL person, and was like, hey, do you know the NFL player Ryan Russell? And he said, I know he plays for DE, which I don't know what that is. I don't know what um, that is. I think that it's like the subdivision of the NFL, but maybe. But I never followed him because he played for the Cowboys. Fair. Fair. Okay. I'm, this is, article is too long. Find boyfriend. Okay, well, I need to know who this boyfriend is. I think you can find him. You've found you've I'm found other people. In, I'm reverse imaging. Uh, I'm reverse image searching the picture of him and his boyfriend. <laughs> Zero results. Got it. Great. Does he have an Instagram, Brian Russell? That's what I'm looking for right now. Yes. Okay. Twenty two thousand followers. Good job. Uh, first picture of him and his boyfriend. <laughs> his boyfriend's name is Corey O'Brien. There it is. Oh, Corey's very hot. Oh, my God. He's a professional dancer. Wow. I have to follow both of them on my personal account. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I have to stop looking at this. (laughs) Oh, this is bad. Okay, I really have to stop. Okay, um, next article of news. (laughs) It, too. Yeah. So, I wanted to talk about this because I remember... When it one came out, we talked about it on the podcast, and I was like, "There are things that happen in the book in the second part of the story that I'm very curious if they will show in the movie." And I didn't think that they would actually do it. So in the book, the second part of the story, or the whole thing is like younger kids, and then there's a second story where there are all adults. And the current movie adaptations have split the two timelines into two different movies, but the book is told where, like, it's almost alternating chapters between the two age groups of these characters. And in the later part of the story, there's a lot of homophobia that's just kind of written into the language of the people in the town. And one of the opening scenes, like, there's a really terrible scene that opens the, the later part of the book, but then, like, the second or third scene is this, like, really brutal death of these two, of this gay couple... Well, of one of the the boys and gay couple in the town. And this is minorly spoilery, but that one of the characters also is revealed as being gay and has been closeted the whole time because of pressures from the 80s. And, like, there's just, like, a lot of homophobia and just, like, negative feelings on homosexuality from a viewpoint of, like, the reader supposed to being, like, the reader supposed to read it being, like, that is terrible. And this town is terrible. So it's not the story being like, right, like, let's beat up these gay guys. You're supposed to be like, wow, this is like a terrible thing that's happening. 
And I was like, at the time when we were talking about it on the podcast forever ago, I was like, I don't think that they're going to show it because in 2019, like, that's not what we're going to want to see. Well, I saw a pre-screening of it, and I have to say, it's all there. (laughs) Taylor Frey, who, full circle moment, was in The View Upstairs. Wow. That we talked about in season one of the podcast is one of the guys in the gay couple that get, and it's his boyfriend that gets like brutally murdered um, by Pennywise the clown uh, in like one of the opening scenes of the movie. And then I I don't want to get too into it because the movie comes out really early next week, but there are just like a lot of really deeply rooted gay and LGBT metaphors throughout the whole movie where there were things happening where I was like, this isn't supposed to be like, uh, like this isn't supposed to be scary right now. It's supposed to be meaningful. And that hit me so hard. And at the, I was sobbing at the end of the movie, which I did not expect from a horror film. And so I think that it too should be inducted into the canon of LGBT films. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Because, and you can cut this part because it's a huge spoiler. I just want to tell you. That's my favorite scene from the trailer. Yes, that's literally that part. I was like, oh, this is supposed to be scary, but it's actually a metaphor for, like, intense masculinity attacking this little closeted boy in this, like, nowhere town. Oh, wow. And I, and I got, like, really worked up about it. <laughs> and Pennywise is like, ah, spoiled me again. Um, Great impression. very end of the three hours they show you that again and i broke down sobbing (laughs) and there was no resolution to it that's just like how it was and i was like this is one of the saddest things i've ever seen because i don't remember that being in the 90s version of the movie yeah well i mean i'm sure they would not do that in the 90s yeah (laughs) and the like gay couple death is also not in the in the nineties movie. Oh, interesting. Which is why I was like, oh, maybe they won't do it at all in the new ones, but they did. Anyway, that's my it two news. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna have to cut like half of that because that was all spoilers. Yeah, that's literally the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, listeners know that Robert just summarized the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and with that, that's all I have. Yeah, me too. Well, Vita and Virginia is now on iTunes. Yes. I think. Wait. <laughs> is it there? Hold on. The Secret Life of Pets 2 is on iTunes. And so is John Wick 3. Yes, Vita and Virginia, now on iTunes. Oh, amazing. For, you can rent it for $6.99 in HD or $6.99 in SD. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, are you still on the iTunes page for Vita and Virginia? Yeah. Can you scroll down to where it says rentals? And it's like, oh, you have 30 days. Yeah. <gasps> Look below that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a 
apparently been produced by Orlando Productions, which will be a thing if you watch the movie. Yeah. So download it on iTunes. You can also find it illegally online for free. (laughs) Or you can go see them in theaters. Yeah, if... Yeah. In select theaters. In select theaters. I'm sorry, I'm distracted by how hot Elizabeth Debicki is on the poster. Her neck is like a full foot long. She's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh, Gemma's entire face fits in her neck. I know. <laughs> My entire face could fit in her neck. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> One day when I marry Elizabeth Debicki, you'll be sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know does look like a shorter Elizabeth Debicki. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Like, kind of. <laughs> okay, so, our finale is next week. It's Vita Virginia. Go watch it. It's unrated, apparently. Yeah. Well, there's a sex scene. And you see some boob. You do. And we will see everybody next week for the finale. And, and then, as always, Monday's finale episode is not our last episode. We will see you next week for another one last thing. <laughs> yeah, which will really be the last episode. All right. And hopefully everything will be fine and we'll be reporting as normal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.